Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, January 27th. It is Conference Championship Weekend. Finally! You know, this is the first Saturday in a long time. There will be no football on the telly. College football, NFL playoffs, and this Saturday... You know, I'll be waking up early, play some hoops, coach my daughter's game at night. I don't know what I'll do during the day. Maybe we'll take the family bowling. I don't know. Maybe go for a bike ride. A lot of fun to be had, of course, Sunday. You know, coach my son's team in basketball. Uh, I have a basketball game at night, but it's during eh, it's during Bengals Chiefs. And I don't, I just don't, I think I'm going to have to skip it. Touched on it briefly. Uh, we got a great podcast today. Michael Lombardi, former front office guy from the Patriots and a slew of other teams. He is on the podcast, Talk Conference Championship Weekend, a couple of very interesting coaching moves in the NFL on Thursday. I'm disappointed to report my Jets have hired Nathaniel Hackett. I'm sorry, guys. I, I can't get too worked up. I spent most of Thursday in a fog, kind of pissed about the Jets hiring Without a doubt, the worst coach in the NFL last season. Hackett from the jump was clueless. You need to hire a clock management specialist. And I know you guys are already yelling, but Jay, 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 he was head coach. He had to wear so many hats. He's got to do so many things. Maybe he's a better lieutenant. Oh, really? Is he really a better lieutenant? So they got that good run with the Jags. Do you guys know what happened to him the next season in Jacksonville? Oh, go, go look. And all this talk, oh, Aaron Rodgers and oh, worked so great with Hackett. Do you remember how bad the first year was? So bad that the Packers went the following season and drafted Jordan Love in the first round. 
That's how bad Hackett and Rodgers were the first year. So were they great together after that? Or was Aaron Rodgers just incredibly motivated to shove the Jordan Love pick up the Green Bay Packers franchise rear end? Which is what I think it was. And of course, Rodgers wins two MVP awards. Um, And if you want to look further, you can look at Tom Brady in New England. Go look up Jimmy Garoppolo. I remember being at the Combine the year Garoppolo ended up getting drafted. There was some buzz about him a little bit. I wrote about it for the big lead. You could Google it. It was, what, February 2014. And the Patriots draft Garoppolo. Brady's ticked. The next year, he threw a career, I think it was a career-high touchdown passes. And then two years later, he won the MVP award and basically said, get Garoppolo out of here. So there is the motivation factor. Personally, uh, listen, if I were Robert Sala and I know my job is on the line, and it is, and if I'm Joe Douglas and I know my job is on the line, and it is, you can't figure out quarterback. You're not really going to get anywhere. I, th- I'm i not thinking, okay, let's bring in Nathaniel Hackett. That's the guy who's going to save my bacon. Now, if you think, okay, he can bring Aaron Rodgers, that's fine. I personally do not think that band-aid on the gaping wound that is the Jets quarterback position for the last I don't know, 40 years, 50 years. Seriously, that's not going to work. It's not, it's just not a sustainable plan. It's not. Rodgers is third. I think he's 39. What's he going to, what are you getting from this guy? Oh, Brady's good at 45, Jay. Okay, fine. You think he's going to be Brady? You think he is locked in like Tom Brady was? Brady's going to bed early. He's eating right. He's working out. He's got TB12. Aaron Rodgers is doing ayahuasca and hanging out with Joe Rogan. That's a sustainable plan. That's the guy you want in New York, the pressure cooker that is New York. You think Nathaniel Hackett is going to do well against the New York media when things go awry? Because they will. I just, I'm pissed. At any rate, Frank Reich to Carolina. I don't hate that move. I mean, Carolina could win the division if they figure out quarterback. We'll talk about that one with um, Michael Lombardi here shortly. Real quick, we'll do picks for the NFL Conference Championship, a couple props at the end of the podcast. I do want to send a melancholy note to Billy Packer, the former college basketball announcer who passed away on Thursday at the age of 82. Packer was, he was a real one. He was going to tell you what he thought, and he didn't give a crap what you thought he thought, and he was going to go about his day. Old school dude. I was fortunate enough, after the big lead was sold, I was at a dinner with some of the guys who had bought the site, and they brought Billy Packer to this dinner, and I was so lucky that he sat like across from me at this dinner. And of course, you guys know, I mean, listen, I've got opinions on everything. I'm normally I would be firing on all cylinders, but it's Billy Packer. It's the guy who called the Kansas UNC game. This game is over 13 minutes into the game after a rush three pointer. I remember that game. I remember that Packer Packer called the final four for like 30 years. I mean, the guy is legendary. Now, I know he ticked off a lot of people. And at this dinner, Packer's just like. He's an oracle. Everybody's just sitting around listening. I, I, I think at one point we were talking about Georgetown, and I think he had got into it with the late John Thompson. 
and we were talking about Georgetown backcourts. And of course, I'm telling you, I was a college hoops nerd. Georgetown was the first sports team I ever really, really liked. I, I mean, I was a tyke, but my buddy who listens to this pod sometimes, um, him and his family, I think his family, his dad had went to Seton Hall maybe, and they were playing Georgetown. And of course, Georgetown had Patrick Ewing. And so they became big, you know, Hoyas fans. Hoyas were local. And we would just try to watch Georgetown games. And I remember they had, I think, a party on the national championship night. It's something along those lines. But bottom line is, I got to be a Georgetown fan just because everybody else liked him, even though I didn't really know what was going on. And I got into Georgetown. And then, uh, you know, Georgetown ends up being really good every year. And I would start checking out some of their, you know, you would read about their guys in the newspaper. A lot of the Georgetown guys were came from local high schools in the D.C. area, and then you start understanding those, and then Georgetown plays Syracuse and Sherman Douglas, and I was just such a Big East hunk. And, you know, Packer's calling all these games, and I just, he was awesome. Packer and Nance tossed in a little Al McGuire, Dick Enberg. Like, that was the, honestly, 80s college hoops was incredible, and I really don't remember that much of it. 90s college basketball was awesome. And probably the last great decade of college hoops. The early 2000s were very good. It's just not the same any. I mean, Christian Leitner, arguably, you know, top 10 greatest basketball player ever in college hoops because of what he won, stayed. Guy like that now, he's out in one year. I mean, it's so tough to get like a, a, a arms around a team and really start to root for anyone because nobody sticks around. Everybody's one and done, two and done. So... Packers from a different era. It was a great time. And, um, you know, rest in peace to the great announcer, Billy Packer. All right, without further ado, let's get to our guest, VEASAN's Michael Lombardi. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy used you know him well. He's been on the pod before. He is Michael Lombardi, host of the Lombardi Line on Veasan, former general manager, three-time Super Bowl winning NFL executive. How are you, man? I'm doing great, Jason. Good to see you again. Hope you're well. Yeah, you know I'm, I'm pretty good. We miss you out here in LA. Always good to uh, have fun. We had some fun on the air for for a, a minute there, uh, working yeah. with some. I don't want to call them crazy people. You know, cowherd's normal, but not everyone else was. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, you always yeah. had some funny lines. Listen, conference championship weekend, pretty damn good. Two games, both under a field goal. I got to be honest, Mike, I, I don't I don't have a strong lean on either game. I did, like an idiot, bet the Bengals uh, as soon as the line came out at Pick'em when we didn't know about Mahomes. But uh, have you seen this Mahomes video? He's moving like normal. What's going on? Well, you know, Andy said he got hurt in 19 in the first game of the year against Jacksonville. In the next game against the Raiders, he throws for 443 yards, four touchdowns. So, and they said that ankle was worse than this one. I don't know. I wrote a column on for Visa this week, and I basically said, you know, don't assume anything. Don't assume he's hurt. Don't assume he's healthy. What I do know is watching the games, the three games that we have as a sample size to study – I think if you go back to the the conference championship game, I think if you really watch that game closely, I think there's a play in the fourth quarter that that he gets hit, Mahomes, by B.J. Hill, and he gets hit by uh, Hendrickson. I said this on my pod today. 
And he, after that hit, he's five for nine for 38 yards, throws an interception, gets sacked three times. He's the worst quarter of football I've ever seen play, hmm. including the three passes in overtime. I think he got concussed. Now, I've only bring that up. Now, he doesn't say he was, and nobody's saying that, and I'm not accusing anybody of wrongdoing. I'm just saying he wasn't Patrick Mahomes in that game. And so when you're handicapped in the last three games, you've got to almost say something was wrong in that game. Hmm. And then when you look at the games, you say – that Jack, that that Cincinnati's done a good job of possessing the football, limiting the amount of possessions in the game that the, that the Chiefs get. They haven't really done a great job of stopping the Chiefs. They just slowed the game down, and they've won the fourth quarter. They the last game they won, they scored, they got outscored by a point. The other two games they got outscored by 17-3, 17-3. They won the fourth. So to me, this is if he's healthy. I think you'll see the best version of the chief offense that you can get because I don't, I dismissed the fourth quarter of the last game. Interesting. So the championship game, championship game. So I know you're in the game planning and all that stuff. And you've worked with some of the greatest coaches ever, including Belichick. But in that second half, we saw a lot of rush three drop eight. I'm talking about the conference championship game. Yeah. I just wonder if you're strategizing for Cincinnati and you know, you've got Mahomes coming off, whatever the injury is. And we still haven't seen him plant and throw in practice. It's just handoff and walking around and stretching. Do you think they come after him early with some of those Hilton uh, secondary blitzes? No, I, I think the worst thing you could do is what Mike Caldwell did his own blitz him, and then Kelsey's running free. I think if you watch the three tapes, since he played man against them, they had a hard time. Now, they got off the field a couple times playing man, but since he plays better, since he's going to play in a cover two shell, and they're going to dare, dare him to run the ball. They're going to say run the ball on us. They dare you to run the ball. And then I think they rush. When they rush three, they get pressure. The tackles for the for, we'll hear about this on sun, on Sunday, but Orlando Brown and the, the other tackle they get beat quite a bit by Hendrickson and Hubbard. I mean, they have a hard time blocking them when they rush three. I mean, the last play in the conference championship game, Mahomes got sacked on second down. It was second and five. It was second and five from the five. They got a chance to win the game there. He gets sacked. The next play, they rush three. He gets sacked and fumbles. That's right. And Joe Tooney has to recover the ball. I mean, they put pressure on him every time they rush three. Those tackles have to play for Kansas City. That's how you get away with rushing. Normally, if you rush three against Mahomes and he has all day to throw or he starts moving around, he makes every throw. But I, I think you got to mix it up. I don't think you can do a steady diet of one thing against Mahomes. But I do know this. He's going to have to prove he can run away from him. Because when Hubbard and Hendrickson are healthy, he struggles to run away from them when he was healthy. Yeah, I, it, that it, that's going to be interesting. So you think uh, Lou Amaruno sticks to kind of what got him here? Because um, we know it's worked. I mean, they've done a good job. Like you said, they haven't stopped the Chiefs, but they've slowed them enough to stay in the game. And, yeah, I mean, and then they play good. Look, they play good in the red zone. I think when you look at the games, right? So the game last, the game this year, they're, they're they three for four in the red zone this year. One of the and they would have been four for four, but a ball got tipped at the line, so that that saved them. That that was a, that that ball being tipped by Reader, I think, in the first that in the championship game, they're three for five. The Tyreek Hill mistake where he throws it to Tyreek Hill with no time left and he gets tackled. They lose three there, and then the other time they don't score is when Mahomes is in the fourth quarter, and then in week seventeen they're three for four in the red zone. So what what Lou's trying to do is slow the game down. Don't let the ball get thrown over my head. 
and make them work it down the field. They'll get tired of running the ball and then try to hold on to the red zone. But the game gets reduced, right? Nobody focuses on this. Most football games, there's 12 possessions. In, in these games, typically there are eight, eight possession games. And when you can limit Kansas City to eight possession games, you got a chance to keep the game in the 20s. And so that's how you got to play it. And the, they do a great job of controlling the clock, which leads us to Cincy's offense versus versus the Chiefs. If the Chiefs play cover two and dare them to run the ball, that'll slow the game down even more. Yeah. Uh, do you trust Spagnolo in a spot like this? I, I just know that he loves to blitz. Uh, they were uh, a little bit above league average in blitzing, and usually they get home with pressure. I think they were like sixth in the league in pressure rate. But when when we saw that against the Bills uh, in the regular season, it just didn't work. You can't leave the the KC corners on islands against Chase and Higgins. I think they're going to get eaten up. Do, what do you? Uh, th- that's you, the one. That's the one thing that if you look at the teams that give the Chiefs the most trouble is when they have outside receivers that yeah. win. Now you got to block them inside. This will be a little harder to block them than it was Buffalo. You know, people talk about well, the field helped help the Bengals. Well, the field was the same field for the Bills. The yeah. Bills couldn't block Cincinnati. You know, I mean, Cincinnati's left tackle, I mean, the Buffalo's left tackle, Dawkins had a bad game, the left guard had a horrible game, Saffold. So, yeah, I, I think to me, I, I think to me where Spagnola's got to be patient and he's got to dare them to run the ball and see if they'll get tired of running it, see if they'll get tired, because they do get tired of it, and then he just can't let the big play. His corners don't match up against these receivers. They really don't. Yeah. Do you think uh, they they target McDuffie, the rookie? Because, I mean, I cannot imagine they're going to put McDuffie, a rookie, on Chase. Chase did have like a 260-yard game a few games ago in this series. But it doesn't matter who they put on Chase. Higgins is another problem. Yeah. It's like when they play the Chargers. They You you can put some – Keenan Allen and Mike Williams give trouble like crazy. The problem was when they played, they didn't have all those guys. Yeah. And then Tyler Boyd, they don't have a matchup for Tyler Boyd in this spot. And Hayden Hurst. You know, he's got a calf injury, whether he plays, but they're tight ends. I mean, what 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 Steve's got to do is win. He's got to win with Chris Jones inside. He's got to win with Clark. He's got to win with his defensive front. He's got to rush for it. they got to play at a high level. And again, this is like a little silly, but what about this all this trash talk? Do you think, like I saw a, a video right before we started recording, uh, one of the linebackers on the Chiefs, I think uh, Willie Gay, was saying that, uh, like, what do you think of the Bengals' offense? He's like, I don't think anything of it. Like, they're nothing special, but whatever. And it, this has been going back and forth. They're calling Arrowhead Burrowhead. I don't know. Do you make anything of this? Or is this guy I, just I don't talking? pay much attention okay. to it. But I will say this. The Bengals' offense is nothing special. It's talented. It's it, They don't try to complex it. It's not a complex offense. They're not doing They're in one formation pretty much all the time. What people don't realize about football is there's only two formations in football, right? There's only two formations. You can put three receivers to one side and a receiver to the other, or you can put two receivers to one side and two receivers to the other. That's it. Now, who those three people are and one, two people are, they can be completely different. We see that with San Francisco. With the Bengals, we don't. The Bengals are in three-by-one, two-by-two, and it's going to be three receivers and a tight end and one back. They, they're never really in. They're rarely in two tight end. They're rarely in a back. They never put it back. So you know what they're going to be in. You know the personnel group they're going to be in. You're going to be a nickel the whole game. you got to hold up with the run. And so that's the challenge. And you got to win because what Cincy says is our players are better than your players. Our receivers are better than your receivers. And if you don't double chase, if you double chase, Higgins is going to have a 200-yard day. If you don't double chase, he might have a 200-yard day. 
If you try to double both, Tyler Board will catch a touchdown pass down the seam. It's a hard game. You you can't win this game with coverage. You have to win this game with pressure from your four guys. Yeah, it's weird. I actually think the Bengals have a better roster top to bottom when you look at the starters than the Chiefs. Chiefs have higher end players. Chris Jones is better than anyone on the Bengals D, but I don't trust oh, those no, Chiefs linebackers. Reader's a really good player, yeah. and so is Bay Hill. They're really good players, and so is Hendrickson and Hubbard. Those front four guys make their team. What I would say is the Chiefs are better. This offensive line for the Bengals is problematic. It didn't show up last week. It could show up this week. Yeah. Um. So I tried to do this on the pod this week, rank the final four coaches. Um, the head coaches, best to worst. And again, we're splitting hairs here, but all these Bengals fans are upset that I had Zach Taylor fourth um, and Sirianni third. How would you rank the, the last four standing? Well, I think to me, Sirianni and Zach Taylor are a combination of their staffs, right? I think Kyle runs the program there in, in San Francisco from who gets picked in the draft to who plays and how they call it, and D'Amico Ryans. And I think it's the same thing with Andy Reid. Brett Beach does a great job, but Brett works for Andy, which is the way it should be, and, and they do a great job of working together. So I think it's hard just to single out. I, obviously, I think Andy's in a league. Yeah. When you get to this many conference championship games, you're in a league by your own, and Kyle certainly has done a great job. I, I kind of think it's, it to me, because Sirianni doesn't call plays, and he lets Steve Str- Strickland do that, Stricken do that, so I, I would probably go Zach and then and then Nick because Nick doesn't really call him. But Nick's two coordinators have done a great job. You know, I worry about Zach when he's calling the game. Like last week against Buffalo, he was running the ball really well. Was he going to get bored with running? <laughs> One thing about Philly is Philly doesn't get bored with it. Now I think Philly in that game will come out throwing. I think Philly is going to because whoever gets the lead in the game is going to be the more dangerous defense. Yes. Yeah. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Everybody's basically been fading Brock Purdy. Oh, he's going to screw up. He's got a seventh round pick and people have lost a lot of money. All these sharp, these perceived sharp gamblers have been getting murdered, fading Brock Purdy. And they all want to do it again this weekend. Um, When I look at what Gannon does defensively, I mean, he gives up the middle of the field, gives up the run. We're just not giving up the big play. That's going to play into Shanahan's hands, isn't it? I think. Well, I I mean, it has to. So when you say Purdy's going to shit the bed, right? Yeah. You're saying you really don't know. You can't say that because Purdy has never been asked to really lay in the bed. He's been, <laughs> yeah. he has been able to play from in front. Yeah. He's been able to play a play action pass game. He's had a Kyle has given him a lot of easy throws and the kid's done a remarkable job. Look, he's done a way better job than Trey Lance ever did. Oh yeah. I mean, remember, let's go back to the Houston preseason game where Kyle basically said, uh, we got to get Garoppolo back because Lance can't do it. Like, Purdy can do it, and he's made the game easy for Purdy. The problem is, if you really want to talk about it in football terms, is Purdy's never had to play from behind. We've never seen that. And in this game, if he has to play from behind, that compounds a couple issues. So the 49er offensive line is a run-blocking, play-action-pass protection offensive line. If they have to play in a drop-back game, they have a really hard time. And so if he gets behind and they have to drop back, those two things come together and make it hard. First first series of the Dallas game, you know, they sack him on the – they're trying to run the flare screen out to the left. He gets sacked. Now it's third and 16. You know, they got – he's got a – it's a drop-back pass game. You can't run a play. So they got to run a bubble – got to run a quick slant. They don't get so it's hard. So the only way he's not he's going to shit the bed is if they get from behind. That's why to me both these teams have to play from in front. It's really important. And 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 what San Francisco has to do more than anything is they've got to win first down. They've got to be in second and four. When Washington won the game, Washington was in second and four. Second, they they were getting positive yards on every play. That's the key for San Francisco. Yeah, I keep looking at the whole, like, oh, uh, Eagles haven't played anybody. Well, they played five uh, top ten defenses, according to Football Outsiders. Problem is, there's backup quarterbacks in three of those games. And, you know, I... I, I, You never look at a schedule. Like, I I get so tired. You look at a schedule. The schedule or what quarterback you play. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, like if you're... If if you are uh, D'Amico Ryans, right? You're not going to watch the New Orleans game with Gardner Minshew as you get ready for Jalen Hurts. Because New Orleans played them all. But that's not who they're going to be when you play them. You watch the Indy game because that's how they how they attack Indy is kind of how they may want to attack you. You watch the Chicago game because that's how they want to attack you. So you kind of have to understand what schemes your opponents, the, the opponents that run similar schemes, that gives you the idea of how they want to attack. 
Yeah, I, I look around the internet. I you know, talk to people. I haven't heard one person, one person, Mike, pick the Niners in this game. Everybody thinks the Eagles, is it an overreaction to killing a bad Giants team? Oh, Eagles are back. Hurts is healthy. They're back at full strength. Lane Johnson's out there. We got this. Not one pick person taking the Niners. You know, I, I, think it's, I think it's a lot. I mean, I think the problem that San Francisco gave, the problems that Dallas gave San Francisco are real. They're real on the tape. And they're going to manifest themselves. And if Gannon does change things up and creates problems for Kyle and changes his look, Dallas had a lot of different packages in the game. They had a four-man line. They had the three. They had the double eagle look. They had a lot of different looks. Mm-hmm. And it, and San Francisco never really got, got it. They scored, but they held them down. This isn't going to be a, a 19 to 12 game. This is going to get – and so I, I think the reason people like Philly is because I think at the end of the day, Philly's offense – is more adapt to handle more things than San Francisco, especially if they get behind. Maybe it was my untrained eye, but I did not see San Francisco do anything exotic, creative, nothing that Cal Shanahan usually has a player to where you're like, damn, that was awesome. I didn't see any of that against Dallas. I'm not saying he was holding back, but it felt almost like a conservative game plan. I think he was I think he was concerned that they were gonna he didn't want I mean he had a hard time blocking them. Had a hard time blocking them. And the speed, I think, was overwhelming. I think the speed of Dallas's defense was a little overwhelming. I don't think they thought – I think they thought they were fast. I don't think they thought they were that fast. That's where Philly's going to get caught a little bit. Because when you play San Francisco, you don't realize how fast they are until you play them. And Stanford, and Dallas is the same way. Dallas is really fast. And Dallas attacks. And so their edges are fast. So all those screens that you're running to the sideline – you think your 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 linebacker your running back is going to be able to not allow the guy closing on you to make the tackle? He does, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, this play that looks like it can go for six yards goes for no yards. Yeah. Um, it, it, let's move away from the games briefly. Talk about some of the coaching moves. Uh, Frank Reich. It was announced. We're recording this Thursday. Frank Reich is the new coach in Carolina. Uh, you think that's a good fit? I mean, they don't have a quarterback. But everybody liked Reich early in the Indy years. He just had a different quarterback every year. Do you think he's got a chance there in Carolina? Because I think everybody thinks Brady's out of Tampa. And all of a sudden, you know, you're in a division that yeah, none of those teams are really good. Does yeah, Reich have a shot? I mean, look, I don't think Brady's going to go back to Tampa. I, I think, look, Frank, I mean, I think Frank, you know, Frank recommended Rivers. Frank recommended Wentz. And I think once those two things didn't work, I think that became problematic for him within the building. And then I think that building may be a hard building to work in based on what we've seen recently. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I feel for Steve Wilkes. I think Steve did a great job. I really do. I think Steve did a great, great job for the six games. He goes six and six. And if DJ Moore keeps his hat on, probably he's in the playoffs. That's a good point. Do you think Wright goes back after Wentz? Because apparently it was the owner, the crazy owner, Ursay, who got Wentz out of there. He I don't think anybody's going to go after Wentz. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's going to go after Wentz. I think people on the staff that were with Wentz that left Frank last year. One of the reasons they left was because I don't think they were really in love with Wentz. Yeah, I would agree. I'm not a fan either. Um, Let's go to mine Jets, Michael. Uh, I know you love the Jets, obviously, and then Nathaniel Hackett hire. I kind of vomited in my mouth when it first happened. Um, I I had read that, uh, who was it? Daryl Bevel and Bill Callahan did not even want to interview for the OC job because of the uncertainty at quarterback. I don't want to hear that this is about Aaron Rodgers. Um, tell me, give me one reason to be excited for Nathaniel Hackett. Well, I mean, look, 
you know, I think the reason this comes down, you got to understand how the NFL works, right? So your head coach is best friends with the LaFleur family, Mike and Matt. Okay. And so who does he call? He didn't want to fire Mike. He didn't want to fire Mike. The owner fired Mike, whether they say that or not. He, no, Woody. There's yeah. no way he was his best friend, right? There's no chance. And Mike will probably end up at the Rams as the offense coordinator out there. So he went to Matt for advice. And Matt's like, you should hire Nathaniel. If you look at Nathaniel's numbers, whether it was in whether it was in Jacksonville for the year, whether it was, you know, he had Blake Bortles one throw away from getting to the Super Bowl, right? If he, he underthrows that seven against the Patriots, Patriots win that game. You know, they were 15th overall in DVOA that year. You know, he's rarely been outside of the 20s in DVOA, but he's got better players, and he's going to have to figure out the quarterback situation. I mean, that offense in Denver was as bad as it could be. However, that being said, maybe he's more suited to be a coordinator than he is a head coach. We could wrap up with this one, Mike. Um, there's a lot of speculation that Kellen Moore – may get shoved out by McCarthy. Now, I can't tell if this is the owner, Jerry Jones, saying, hey, uh, we hit we hit a ceiling two years in a row in the playoffs. We need to make a move. I, I don't, I'm surprised that they'd be shoving out Kellen Moore. That, that, that surprises me. What are you, what are your, what's your take? Well, I think Mike McCarthy's, you know, Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl call in place. Mike McCarthy took that job because Jerry told him that Kellen Moore is a, is an up and coming great offensive play caller. I, I never feel, I feel Kellen Moore calls plays. He doesn't run offense to win the game. Let me give you an example, okay? Last week against San Francisco, everybody's focused on the last play of the game. Oh, Ridiculous play, okay? That, that, that's stupid. Yeah. Don't waste your time on that play. Let's go back to 3.08 to go in the game. First and 10 at the 18. Okay? If you're the play caller there and you really understand football, you can't punt there. And people say, well, the analytics say you can't punt there. You got three timeouts. The reason you can't punt there has nothing to do with analytics. The reason you can't punt there is San Francisco has the best punter in the league by far of pinning you inside the 10-yard line. He's done it 32 times this year, okay? So you can't punt there. Because if you punt there, and what they did, they screwed up the punt, they got it off at 205. But if you punt there, you're going to get the ball back, maybe, with no timeouts, and you're going to have the ball at your own five-yard line. Maybe you'll have it at the 10, but you're going to have to go 90 yards to get the ball back. So as a play caller, as somebody who calls plays and understands how to win the game, you start that drive off, you know you got to get yards. It's not like we're going to go, let's get it all back at one time, because we might be in a third. We might be in a fourth and one. We might be in a fourth and three. Like You call it so that you kind of it, – it's not, not in two minutes. You're kind of in a little bit of a hurry up, but he goes right into two minute, throws three incomplete passes, burns no time off the clock. Now they got a punt, and they shouldn't have punted. So I think that when you watch, when I watch Dallas, I see a guy that calls plays that doesn't understand how to win the game. That's kind of harsh, but I, I mean, I guess I can't totally disagree. I thought I didn't think Dak was particularly good in that game. But uh, I guess he's got to have a new offense coming in. Um, well, I, I think partly, you know, Dak wasn't good, and but you're gonna. Have, but I think when they when Cooper Rush went in, they modified their offense to fit what they had to do. And when Dak comes back, you can't let Dak. Dak has to be modified too. That's the job of the coach. That's the Bill Walsh used to have this note stick to his to his desk. What assets do I have that I'm not using? What assets do I have that I'm overusing? 
I think with Dak, you better make sure you're not overusing him. He needs to be fit in the system. Yeah. Well, they got to keep Pollard. Tough offseason in Dallas. All right, Michael Lombardi, the Lombardi line on VEASAN. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate you. Good luck. Keep in touch. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Good stuff from Michael Lombardi. Yeah, we spent probably six months working together at FS1. He would come on, speak uh, for yourself, me, Lombardi, a couple other guys. Good times. Um, super, super interesting character. I'll never forget, we were in the conference one time, and Lombardi's like in the corner talking to someone on the phone. Little do I know he's on FaceTime. I'm like, oh, who was it? And he shows it, and it's Josh McDaniels. <laughs> I was like, this guy, Lombardi, uh, very connected shall we say. All right, let's get to best bets for conference championship weekend. And I will say, I'm sure the numbers on the pod this week are up a little bit after last weekend's fairly dominant sweep, uh, 3-0 on the sides, include, and then 4-0 when you toss in the Kansas City Chiefs first half. 
Uh, did miss on some props, but if you parlayed, teased, you cleaned up. It was an incredible weekend. Here is the crappy news. I don't know that I have a ton I'm willing to put on the line in this game. Do you keep your powder dry for the Super Bowl? Folks, these are the four best teams. No spread has touched three yet. I don't think Eagles get to three, even though McCaffrey uh, did not practice the last two days. KC is now the favorite once again. It was Cincinnati, and now it's KC. Cincinnati on the uh, Mahomes fears. Here's my thing, uh, and, and we'll start with the first game, San Fran Eagles. So I do believe the 49ers will win. I did bet under 23 first half, but here's my thing. Smart people that I trust, and I value their opinion, seem to think this will be more of a high-scoring game than people think. The logic is if Philadelphia gets to an early lead, the game state will show Brock Purdy has to throw the football to get San Fran back in the game. And Philly's big edge on offense is on the outside, as our guest told you last week, where you can take advantage of the San Fran corners. My pushback is, well, how do you know the Eagles are jumping to an early lead? What leads you to believe that? just because they smoked the Giants last week? We haven't seen the Eagles face a top-tier defense in a while with Jalen Hurts healthy. That's the big issue with this. Like, everybody wants to say the Eagles are back to being the dominant team they were, okay? And last week, I knew the Eagles were a slam-dunk side over the Giants, but that was more about the Giants being awful. I like the Eagles' offense. I do think that there's going to be an opportunity for them to have success, but what they do well, the ground game, does not mesh with what San Francisco gives up. Last week, I think I saw the stat that they were, uh, the Eagles running backs were uh, not getting contact from the defense for like over two and a half yards. It might have been three, 3.2, whatever the number was. And it's like, well, how, how bad is that defensive line? They're getting bullied by healthy Eagles. Well, you know who doesn't get bullied is Armstead and Bosa and the best linebacking duo in the league. Like, they're the number one run-stopping defense. This, they're, they're not going to get run on. That's just, you can't run on this team. The linebackers are just too fast, sideline to sideline guys. So then you start thinking, okay, well, if they can't run, can Hurts run? Well, I don't know. If, if, you're, if you're coming off the injury, are you putting Jalen Hurts in space? Now, it looked like they were doing it against the Giants, but again, that's the Giants. Their linebackers are terrible. So I don't see where Philly has a ton of success. And obviously, listen, if Brock Purdy falls behind, the, the most he's trailed was 10 against the Raiders, and they're not good. So I don't know what you can take away from that game. So yeah, Brock Purdy, if he's down 14 nothing, they're in trouble. But... Hello, that hasn't really happened. Let's stop looking at that Chiefs game where the Chiefs went up and down the field against the Niners. By the way, that was a second half thing, really, where they ran away and, and hid in that game. But I, I do believe San Fran will be able to move the ball. My thing is, usually you want to defer to the second half. I think that's the move. In this game, I think you want the ball first. I think San Fran has to be confident. Kyle Shanahan, one of the best play callers in the league. I think he gets the ball, goes right down the field, nice little eight-minute drive, run, run, run. And that leads me to one of my first props. If McCaffrey's not 100%, now he said he will play, but he hasn't practiced. If Mitchell isn't 100%, and he said he will play, he hasn't practiced. I think you've got to look at Debo Samuel. Rushing, receiving, I saw the number 
shoot, where is it? Uh, is it 74 and a half? Uh, yeah, 74 and a half over rushing and receiving yards. So think about this. If, let's say, you know, McCaffrey, Mitchell, if they're okay or one of them gets banged up, I mean, I think I saw the set. Debo Samuel has not fumbled this season. They trust him. I like the kid Mason. You're not giving the ball to Mason in a pivotal spot early in this game, are you? Maybe late trying to salt it away. But Debo's your guy. They ride him because they trust him. He's the yak king. And Philadelphia historically, and we talked about this with Lombardi, Philadelphia sits back and says, we will concede the three, four, five, six yard plays. We're not letting you, we're not letting you beat us deep. There will be opportunities for Yak. We know that the 49ers receivers, Ayuk is a really good blocker. Kittle's a really good blocker. There's a chance Debo's going to pop one. And I don't think Purdy's looking deep, but I do think Debo can easily top 74 and a half rushing receiving yards. So I, under first half, under 23 first half, Debo over 74 and a half rushing and receiving. And I think for the Eagles side, I think you have to look at the Jalen Hurts passing yards over. And again, I'm taking the look at this that, again, I believe Philadelphia is going to um, have to throw the ball to get back in this because I don't think they're going to be able to run the football. So I would be looking at Jalen Hurts over. Now, the number is kind of high, 247.5, because if San Fran is able to run the ball and chew clock, there's not going to be a lot of possessions in this one. This is going to be San Fran grinding it out, Jalen Hurts sitting on the sideline, and is he going to be able to pop a big one? Everybody wants to point to, hey, remember the last time these two teams met? Quez Watkins caught like a 90-yard pass. I think he got tackled at the one. They can pop a big one. I think they can pop a big one. A.J. Brown is definitely a threat. But one of the things San Fran does is they play a lot of zone defense. They mix it up. When you've got fast linebackers that can cover, you've got safeties that can ping around. I mean, Mufunga, he's in the box. He's deep. He's everywhere. This is a defense that's going to play, try to play tricks on Jalen Hurts. Dak Prescott, you did see him tuck and run a little bit. And I had a buddy, 49ers fan, who's watched the team. He's like, running quarterbacks have given us problems. I'm like, I just, it's tough for me to see Jalen Hurts sticking his body on the line with that injury. I mean, if he goes down, Gardner Minshew, like, listen, we've seen him. He's limited. He's not terrible, but he's, he's limited. He's definitely not the best backup in the league. At any rate, I would look at Jalen Hurts passing yards. And I do think ultimately the Niners win. I don't know about a teaser because, I mean, listen, there's a scenario where they get blasted um, and they literally get blown out and run out of Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia at night can be very dicey. This game will end, you know, what, uh, 7 o'clock? 7 o'clock-ish, it'll be dark, it's going to be freezing. That that scene at Lincoln Financial, go ask Kirk Cousins about it from earlier this season. Um, remember the Vikings in a conference championship game. And if this Philadelphia offense gets rolling with the big playability of Brown and uh, Devontae Smith after the catch, Brock Purdy, you know, uh, I, I'm not fading Brock Purdy, but the scenario to me easily exists where rookie quarterback conference championship, they're 0-4 straight up, 1-3 and against the spread. I talked to Mark Sanchez about his first uh, conference championship game. It was in Indy. Yeah, they got beat down. Um, they got him back the next year, but... It, it, it was a bit of a beatdown. And these rookie quarterbacks, listen, it's a tough, you don't want to make a mistake. That's obvious. I mean, playing at home, one thing. Now going on the road, just a, it's, it's a tall order for Purdy. I'm still leaning to the Niners. Uh, you know, if Philly does go up 14, that'll be the super interesting one. Do you go ahead and bet Philly, hey, they're going to run away with this? Or do you trust Shanahan to come back? 
We shall see. Shanahan, great game plan. By the way, Shanahan, 7-1 and one against the spread in the playoffs. Guy's good. Just uh, salting away those leads has been a bit of an issue. All right. On to the other one, Bengals-Chiefs. Now, you guys know early in the week, I, I told you, I think it was Monday, that when the line came out, I saw uh, Bengals at Pick'em. I said, listen, anything under Bengals 2.5, you got to smash. So I did hit it, Pick'em. Um, now that Mahomes looks healthy, but we don't know how healthy we don't, we still got to plant and pass. Um, I am looking at playing, um, well, I did play Kansas city chiefs first half on the money line minus minus one sixteen. in this three game set. And I know that's a tiny sample size. Reed comes out with unbelievable game plans. I know everybody wants to look at the Bengals last week and jumping out on the bills. I tossed that out. Uh, I, I Buffalo just, they just, they were not the side there. You guys know we were all over uh, Bengals. I do believe Andy Reid comes out at home. There is some bad blood between these two teams. Bengals are running their mouth a lot. I, I like Andy Reid. He's just a master game planner. I think they come out, they get an early lead. Now, whether or not they can hold on to it, you know, I'm reluctant to bet she's full game because do we know if Mahomes is going to make the full game? I don't. I do know one thing. Joe Burrow is never out of a game. That guy, as long as he's got Chase on the field with him and they're not playing the Browns, (laughs) Joe Burrow's in the mix. The defense is going to keep him in it and Burrow will make the plays. I would look at rushing yards over for Burrow and it's kind of a reverse of last week. So last week, the offensive line down three guys, that was the talking point and they were fine. Some people want to say it was the snow. Other people want to say it was the Buffalo pass rush. Probably a combination. That being said, Chris Jones and Frank Clark are much better than anybody Buffalo had last week. And I do believe Burrow will be under some duress. I do believe he will be scrambling. I don't know. I'm not ready to say for his life, but I think the opportunity is there. And remember, the the Chiefs linebackers, other than Bolton, I don't think are particularly great. So I can see Joe Burrow getting on, uh, running, uh, just escaping the pocket and doing his best to pick up yardage as opposed to make mistakes. So, there, I think there's two way to attack that. Two ways to attack that. Number one for um, rushing props. See if see what number you got on Burrow. I see a seventeen and a half. I mean, folks, that's that's two runs. You know, that's easily two or three runs. I think Burrow will be under duress, and I I think escaping is one way to bet it. The other way to bet it is who's he going to be dumping off to? And the answer is not necessarily Joe Mixon. I think you need to see what you could get for Samaje Pirine, who actually is more of a receiving back than Mixon. And what else? The Chiefs are very poor defending running backs out of the backfield. They rank 28th, according to Football Outsiders. Now, in the last meeting, Pirine had six for 49 through the air. Mixon was injured. When the Colts beat Kansas City, um, their running backs had eight catches for 43 yards. Devin Singletary, when Buffalo beat him earlier this year, four for 22. It's just like I like Bolton a lot. He's number 32. He's got like the braids. Guy flies around, makes a million tackles. Other than Bolton, I don't really think their safeties are going to be coming up looking to tackle P. Ryan. I think they're going to be focused on Jamar Chase and T. Higgins on the outside. So I think P. Ryan easily, you know, three, four, five catches up in the 30s. Um, I think I, that's a play I really like. P. Ryan over. I'm seeing 16 and a half right now at one one book. Now, obviously, you guys saw the gambling ads we did. Listen, DraftKings has done a great job. 
putting some advertising out there. There's a lot of, uh, you never want to say free money because that's kind of lame and um, cheesy, if you will. But the way I look at it, if you play it smart with some of this free money that DraftKings is offering, could be a really nice weekend for you, assuming you didn't fire last weekend. So for the game, I'm pot committed on Bengals. Um, pick them. E- easily could buy out of that. I think my one concern, and I know this is this is not the, the most in-depth penetrating analysis, but are Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes really going to lose four straight to the Cincinnati Bengals? And I ask that because I was on the Chiefs in the meeting earlier this year. Chiefs are up a touchdown. They're driving. Travis Kelsey fumble. Travis Kelsey almost never fumbles. And then Andy Reid made a catastrophic mistake later in the game. It was like fourth and seven. Could have gone for it. I mean, it's the Chiefs. It's Mahomes. He opts to kick a 55-yard field goal. And special teams, which has not been good at all for the Chiefs uh, much of the season, failed him. I don't know, guys. Ultimately, I... I think Kansas City now it probably prevails if Mahomes is healthy. I don't, but, but I already bet Bengals. I do have some futures on the Bengals. I think I have plus four ten to win the AFC from earlier this season. I have some 49ers, so I probably should hedge with the Eagles. But I don't know. I think this is one. This game I feel less sure about than Eagles Niners. If you go at one without fail, go ask a couple buddies who you got this weekend. I will guarantee if you ask 10, 9 are on the Eagles. If you only ask 5, I guarantee you 4 are on the Eagles. Nobody's taken Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan in this spot. Maybe that's with good reason, but you know what? who everybody liked last week? Everybody, oh, Giants getting 7.5, come on. Everybody liked Dallas last week. Just be careful when the, when the masses are headed one way. All right, guys, that's a long pod heading into conference championship weekend. Be safe out there. Have fun. Talk to you Monday. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.